Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is July 20th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing good. I, uh, I'd be doing better if we hadn't just lost another recording because my computer. <laughs> but what a weekend of golf. I'm going to stick to the positives. This was, a, this was a fun week. It was a fun week up until about five minutes ago when we lost him. The first forty minutes of our initial recording. No, but it was a good. It was a good weekend of golf. I didn't watch a lot of golf, but it sounded like a chaotic, eventful week. Uh, I watched a little bit of the replay Friday night, a little bit of the replay Saturday. I watched all day today, and it sounds like the whole ending was a, you know, it was good golf, good setup, good test, but with a little quirk and a little chaos thrown in, and we got that all the way to the very end with this. Uh, two-shot penalty uh, on John Rahm, the eventual winner, our winner of the Memorial Tournament. Yeah, you know, so. the only thing was that the conditions, the setup of the golf allowed John Rahm to show that he was such so much better than everybody else in the field yep. that it was kind of a snoozy Sunday until, you know, it started to get a little bit closer and then this rules infraction comes out of nowhere we haven't had one of those in a while i know it's pretty nice people pounced right everybody was on the at the ready zooming in I'm, i i've got live breaking news you know brandall has worked up about it on twitter this ruling just set a dangerous precedent dangerous on tour and will encourage the very thing the high def rule was meant to deter high def scrutiny now looking at this ruling as the barometer for barometer for equity ready to convict a player for something he could reasonably argue he didn't and couldn't see What's equity it? he's acting like slugger's like a judge in a courtroom and this is precedent <laughs> slugger's gonna remember this for years to come and uh and strike down well the this famous precedent was set at rom you know uh seven tw- seven nineteen case uh six, yeah. 16th <laughs> hole at muirfield was the precedent set so we're gonna have to abide by this this <laughs> ruling from years ago that's not how this stuff works <laughs> uh did you I, case I, by think, case basis you think they would have given him the two shots dinged him the two shots if it had any impact on the outcome it felt like a nice and easy sort of way to come across as law and order uh, you know after months of sort of critiques and mockery after the fat reed ruling it just felt like an easy thing to do without actually changing a the gentleman. outcome or totally yeah. how about that <laughs> Slugger couldn't have been more of a gentleman. Slugger going to that well again. That is a and I, you know people probably want us to get worked up about that. I absolutely love that. Slugger is a little troll. He's got a little. He's got a little. You know, a little troll in him. He's just popping. He's mixing it up. He knows exactly 
what the reaction to that's going to be. I, now all we need is the next time there's a pace of play issue, he's got to, you know, cite not want to take food off, you know, players' kids' tables and getting them through college. And we will know. I, I, I actually really appreciated that. He, he said he could not have been more than a gentleman about Rom taking the two-shot penalty. So, I don't think they do it if it changes the outcome. Do so you? So for everybody that might be living on a rock, didn't watch it, doesn't have social media, didn't catch up on it. Here's what Good happened. For them. Really quick rundown. Okay. Rom's leading. He's got a big lead. Starts to lose the lead. He gets to 16. He's up three shots. Gets Palmer a little hit, loose on the back. Now. Palmer hits a really good shot in there. Uh, he's in great shape. Rom hits like a, a pull hook, long left, horrible spot. And he's it's in the rough, and he, and he holds it for a two. Palmer misses his. He goes to the next tee. He's up four. But then upon further replay, you see that the ball just slightly moves, just a tiny bit. And, you know, that stir- starts off this huge controversy. And uh, Huge is a strong word. It was huge. a controversy. controversy. And all things, yeah, in the grand scheme of controversies, which, you know, we have fun with, it wasn't a huge one. But it was a little bit of spice at the end of the tournament. So then Palmer bogeys the next hole. Rom pars it. So then the, the leads up to five shots that Rom thinks, you know, yep. and and they allegedly, allegedly find out on the 18th hole. About, What's that about? Why didn't they do it? The it's entire 18th- world knew moments after what was going on, but somehow the people on the ground didn't know until the, 30 minutes later. Even CBS, the broadcast partner, was confronting it. It wasn't just a Twitter thing. Oh, God, Twitter had fun with that. That and Jack ripping up his course and the horn blowing. Just everybody's got a tweet about it every time. Horn blew to play. Oh, the ball moved. Ooh, what's this? Hmm. You know, nobody's adding any value. They're just saying like, oh, could that be? Huh? Two shots. Uh, so everybody's tweeting about it. CBS is talking about it. And... So once they tee off, do they not go talk to them even? They couldn't even do it then? Like, is there some protocol about talking to a player in the middle of the hole? They want to wait from the finish? I don't think that's actual. I don't recall that being a thing. I've seen them walk up to guys in the middle of a hole and be like, eh, well, there may be a problem. What, why just, why'd they just wait? Imagine, imagine the NFL having like something happen and the yeah. refs not knowing about it for 20 minutes. <laughs> that's i think that's what happened the one thing i could think of off the top of my head that would compare is like when in the nba when somebody takes a corner three and they review later like six minutes later the if the if they're but if it's down the stretch it's immediate people know the penalty or the is it a two what? or a three right after if it's in a die this is a moment that's so important that set off Bottlegate. You remember that at Brown Stadium when they threw the bottles on the field oh, and they yeah. just called the game? You know, you're not supposed to review a play after you run the next play. Mm-hmm. And the Browns did like a hurry up thing and they did a play. And then they went back and then reviewed the play prior play and like overturned some complete pass. And, then <laughs> and the fans did not take kindly to that. That's not the protocol. I just, it's crazy that they can't, just get them out there. I don't know why they, they decided just to not, or just to wait until the end. I think it worked out perfectly for them and maybe that's what they wanted. They didn't, they avoided some on course kind of confrontation, no change in the outcome. It was just like an easy penalty to give, 
But we got guys like Brandle arguing tonight that it's maybe not a penalty. It shouldn't have been a penalty at all, which I don't know. I, 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 I could, I'm not adamantly against that view. I, I can see a little bit of that. So, if you could, I think if it had changed the outcome, I think they would have leaned on. He couldn't see with the naked eye that gray area, and maybe got out of Dana and him two shots, and he's still the winner. See, I, I have, I don't think there's any way you could say that he. I just based off the reaction, having I've had a ball move on me in competition. It sucks, and like yeah. you immediately, if you see it, you immediately know it, and it like jars you. You can't. Yeah. You, yeah. Your immediate reaction is like whether you want to react or not. Yeah, whether you want to react, reaction. you're still going to react. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. an yeah. inherent reaction that happens when this happens yeah. to you. Whether yeah. it, and with that, especially the situation, he then hold the shot. So it's not something. Even if you didn't want to, if you didn't say anything, you would yeah. still. Your mind would require almost a step off. And there's no way if you didn't reset your whole routine, you hold that shot. There's yeah, no way. Yeah, your mind is gone. You're not holding the short-sighted from the rough the shot. Your mind is out and wandering in space and freaking out. And whether, you know, you, know, you could argue the merits of the rule or the ruling, I think his lie got worse. Yeah, yeah. It didn't oscillate, so it moved. And I don't think it went back, but if he couldn't, he may not have seen it with the naked eye. And there was a lot of stuff, people hollering about him pat, patting the grass down and tamping the grass down with the wedges. And I just don't think it's, it's nothing like the reed thing in the sand. I, I think like, you know, everybody recreation, like you have a shot in the you rough around the, the green, you put your gr- club in the grass, maybe more than once. I don't know if you, he did it a lot on the one shot. Maybe it was eight. Uh, 17 after that there, there was a lot of putting the club down in the grass behind the ball but i i think like it's very different than the re very different he, he had to, you put your club in the grass for I for wedge shots people were hollering about the 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 bryson thing with his drop and he oh was yeah walking because we'll he was gate. walking around and and <laughs> and then people were like oh he's tapping down the grass it's like if you're gonna drop in rough you can do that. You can kind of tap the grass. You want to see where you want to drop. Right. Like, right. okay, is it thick over here? Is it thinner over here? Is yep. it, like That's not, I had no problem with Bryson drop or Rom grounding his club and causing that. He, Rob was not trying to improve his lie there. There's no way. No, no. I, I think that's just something you do with the way the a other lot of thing, people do. If you're, if you're leading a tournament and you're the, basically the only two golfers on the golf course that matter. Yeah. Besides Nobody, Dylan Fratelli. Nobody's fluffing. Their- <laughs> so somehow became, somehow became the story we didn't know we need and we didn't ask for and didn't need, but became a Sunday theme. It just makes me dislike Dylan Fratelli for no reason more, but, but, uh, um, right, yeah, you're, so, only yeah, you're the only people, two guys. Like, there's yeah. no way you can blatantly just fluff your lie in the rough. You know, the cameras are there. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I didn't think he was doing that. I think that was maybe he put it down more than what, you know, he should have on the one, but it was, it was fine. That, that, that was, that wasn't what triggered me. Uh, do you think they would have given him the two shots though? If it changed the outcome? I, I don't think they would have done it. It was a nice way to, 
look tough without actually doing much. I kind of feel like that's why they sat on it. It was a way to sit on it and yeah, and let it yeah. go naturally the way they needed it to go. And yeah, let it. Okay, if he if he ends up winning and it's a two stroke penalty, doesn't matter. Ding him. But there was one part, one place that it did matter quite a bit. Where's that? The gambling world. Oh, all the new really? betting partners. Well, if you had like a Rom head to head with somebody on score, oh, okay, Rom okay. all of a sudden shot worse than than he uh, you thought. Interesting. You think Slugger had money on the? That thumb. would be quite a. Do you kind. think Slugger had the thumb on a scale in more than one way? Slugger shaving points. <laughs> slugger, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Scandal would be amazing. No, I, I again, I loved the slugger. Uh, the quote: "He couldn't have been more than a gentleman. Couldn't have been more of a gentleman about it." So, uh, let's get to Rom's actual play. Tough, tough course. So let's, it said his 68 on Saturday was maybe the best round of his life, or one of the best rounds of his life. You know, really separated himself. You know, whether it was three shot win or a five shot win without the penalty. Um, I mean, it he's, was a, he's it, a, he got to number eight in the world. It's number eight in the FedEx Cup. Big moment. <laughs> he also number one in the world golf rankings. He's separate. Yeah, that's like it's like getting the coaches poll. You're getting votes in the coaches poll, but you don't even get it in the CFP. It doesn't matter. Where are you in the FedEx Cup? Is all that matter? You're not even getting in the BCS at number eight. That doesn't get you anywhere. But yeah, we're all celebrating this number one in the world number, scenario. First so. player since Sebi to get to number one in the world. Uh, that's Spanish. First Spanish. Yeah. First, not the first player. That's, I was but getting to it. I just said. It I got gotcha, you. I got. Backwards. No, I know. We're just talking off the cuff here. We don't have a plan. Um, so. other guys, you know, other Spanish guys gotten close. Ali, Sergio. Yeah, both Ali we got the two. Twos. Sergio got all the way to two. He got to number two. Huh. Mechanic. Oh yeah. Alvaro Quiros. Any of those? What? No, no, they didn't Carbio. get. Larothable. <laughs> Just listing Spanish players. Carpio. Was he the one that got the slow play penalty? No, yeah, that was a yeah, different that was guy. Carbio. With the, the Zurich? Yeah. Playing with Brian Campbell, I think. <laughs> you always you always remember that. Then there's uh there was a uh, uh, Fidesz Gonzalo <laughs> yeah, Castano. Castano. <laughs> Yeah, we're just listing Spanish golfers now. But apparently, you know, Rom's the first number one since Seve in the in the ones that matter less. OWGR Seve never was number one in FedEx Cup. I don't think uh, this, this was a comment that you could see this from when he was a rookie. He was so good. I mean, right. those, the, he burst on the PGA Tour scene. You knew it was for, for real because of the way he was doing it at that time. He was he was a great driver of the golf ball, great iron player, great putter. And, and all that he had to clean up was his wedges and short game. And now he's he's the number one player in the world because Who? he is a, he's incredibly good at every facet of the game. He's top 40 in every strokes game category, which is just so rare for players to get to that type of you know, success at every facet of the game. Of well, we talk about that a lot with these, the, this recent class, right? Hovland says my game, you know, around the greens, you know, not good. A zero out of 10, whatever Colin said. Wolf, you know, his putting was not great in Detroit. 
uh, people talking about how like a lot of these young guys focus on they're all they're all world class in every facet. But you know, when you get to the top, there's it's rare to have a guy like you said top forty in all four events. They're all four uh, major categories. Yeah. So who's Just, the least distinguished? He seems like a guy who's going to be number one for you know off and on, or he'll be there you know or in the discussion for a while, a decade. So who's the least distinguished? Number one. Now that we're talking, about, do you know? There have been, Rom is the 24th player, it looks like, to rank number one. Oh, man. This is, this is, this might pain me to say. This could hit close to home. Westy could be. Least distinguished. You can't say worst. If you, you got there, you were obviously a great golfer, Westie, but at least accomplished. Luke Donald. Westie. Luke Donald. There was that, yeah. Keimer, Westy, well, Donald. Keimer's like sneaky distinguished. No, Keimer's yeah. got two, two uh, majors and a players. And a players. Yeah, he's like the best. Standard. He's the best, like, 35 year old golfer that nobody ever talks about. Occasionally loses status. Yeah. And, yeah, nobody ever like, talks about Greatest him. career at 35 that, like, people <laughs> yeah. are talking about the great players of the game. Like, he's already a Hall of Famer and yes. nobody talks about him. He's like 35. Um, it might be West. Tom Lehman had it for a week. Oh, Mr. Dockers for sure. <laughs> Tommy Dockers. Yeah. He, he had it for one week. He's, it looks he like. is it. But he won a major. Yeah, but... Westy didn't win a major. Westy's right? won in four decades. What was the Lehman research when we were doing spotlights? Maybe. Some like little hook. Didn't he have like a, a hook problem hook. where he just kind of slaps it? Yeah, you know, anyways. Didn't hold up um, under pressure. So, anyways, Rom doesn't feel like somebody who's going to be a flash in the pan at the top of the world rankings. Maybe, maybe he doesn't keep it for long, but it just seems like a guy that'll always be hovering for a while. Um, but Rory, Rory, Rory still got him in the FedEx Cup, which is what matters. So. I'm trying to think if there's like a way that somebody like Tony Finau could get to the number one without without ever winning. winning. You would really need the guys around him to go cold, I would think. It doesn't seem possible. Like if you just finish like top five every week but never won. Who's does Europe have more more elite talent at the top now? Because I'm just thinking with Rory handing it off to Rom. Those are two. I, I don't know who else you throw in there. So I think I would say that Europe's best two are better than America's best two. Yeah. Like yeah. Would would you t- May, I take yeah. Rom Rom and Rory against JT, JT and Brooks Thick or Boy? Like thick Boy? Oh. God. Brooksy? We'll get the Thick Boy. What about the guys without a home like Carl Pedersen? I mean <laughs> you say we say this and Rom hasn't won a major, you know. That's true. But he has won a bunch of Rolex series events that often get forgotten, especially when you watch a PGA Tour telecast cuz they right. don't like to mention anything that happens on any other tour in America, in the world. Uh, That's why I was shocked. We kept getting those updates on who was getting the U S open exemptions. I, I was surprised big J wasn't phoning Jim Nancy. Like stop talking about these U S open exemptions. Stop talking about the open for the ages. Faldo, like shut up about that stuff and get back to talking about WGC Memphis and the gold standards and the championship stretch. So, so um, he's got, he's got two Irish open wins, Rolex series. And yep. uh, two Dubai's Rolex series. He's got a hero too. Let's not forget about that. Which one? The Indian Open or the, the hero, he World did TLF? Challenge. No, uh, World Challenge. 
He's got a hero. I wish I would he had have been the more DLF. impressed with the hero at DLF. I would have been if more he, impressed. If he outbattled the battleship in, in <laughs> India, that would be... Uh... That would be up there. That's, um, that's got to be one of the toughest... You know, there's the home court advantage in like, going to play Cameron Indoor for yeah. college basketball. Going to play oh, SSP Charisa <laughs> at, at DLF is like going to play Duke at Cameron Indoor. <laughs> That's the dumbest analogy, but it works for me. I like it. Um, <laughs> SSP Charisa. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk about his play a little bit. Uh, so he seems to get it done. On, he's won at La Hinch, you said, right? He's yeah, got the, I think he the, won at La Hinch. He won Irish I, Open. He did win La Hinch, I believe. So he's won at some good golf courses. He won courses. by a he, lot there, too. That's the other thing that's impressive. Uh, yeah. It's just yeah. how he could just run away and hide. I see two. Be, be burned, burned and Andy Sullivan by two at Lynch, it looks like. But I do I remember that other, being a coach. Other, uh, he shot one, 62 on Sunday. That's what it was. The other one um, he won by a ton, I think. Six. Yeah, six. by six. You're right. Okay, so he's done it on some good golf courses. He's done it at the Hope where it's like a birdie fest. He's done a little bit of – he's won Zurich with Palmer. How about that? They brought that up all, all day. You know, Palmer couldn't ride him to the wind today. Um, I was impressed with Ryan Palmer. He played really good. Yeah, he's a good player. Uh, so this was a hard course, and he separated himself. This was a hard test. We setup saw it. Was, it was, setup a little was fantastic. Wind. Yeah, and he said his sixty-eight, maybe the best round of, of my life, one of you know, or my career, one of my be- better rounds. So he feels like a talent that can separate like that. Yeah, he's not won a major, but he's only played in like eight or ten. You know, he's not played in a ton yet. And he so. started the last couple years. He started to be a fixture in majors. Where right. he so you started to see his name pop up on Sundays, and that's I think that's the evolution for young players is you have to get into the fire before you win, and it, it's all a progressive stage. You just don't. It's so rare that somebody just comes out and wins everything right away. It's it's yep. a, and I think we're seeing Rom. He just keeps getting better and better. He's getting yep. he's so good at everything now, and you saw like the. Just the every part of his game was great this week. I think he was he was top five off the tee. I, I don't have him right in front of me, but he I think he led the field around the greens. He was he was positive. He was really good put, putting, which obviously he did everything well, and he won by a, a lot. I mean, albeit the two stroke penalty takes it from five to three. Um, you know, it in my mind he won by five. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good, it was a it was sort of a statement weekend for sure. It got a little little loose at times on the back. Yeah, he had a little slam, slam his club, <laughs> beating up the tee Fal- box that Faldo you know has probably nuts. now been. Chill, dude. Chill, man. Didn't he say that? Yeah, Faldo. Uh, uh, and then, you know, he's just helping probably with the maintenance work that was coming up right behind them. You know, he's helping, you know, take out the grass. Hey, do you uh, want to talk about the, the setup a little? I got some Yeah, numbers. let's do it. it. I think, oh, numbers. Yeah, I got I got some just in. Okay. John Ezekowitz. Oh, our CDO, Chief Data Officer. Might That's have been right. helped by this loss of, uh, loss of file. Got us our Why? numbers. Oh, good. 
Good. Fantastic. What did, what do we have about setup? You liked it overall aesthetically, right? You thought yeah, it worked. It, it was, was wind, firm. The wind was awesome. It's, it's just so fun to see guys have to hit really good golf shots to be rewarded, I think. And um, yeah. it, it, it clearly, it, I thought, you know, guys made birdies. It was just the hard thing was avoiding bogeys because right. of how right. tough it was. And you get out of position. And the big thing, people are going to glom on to the thick rough. But that, yeah. that's a total farce, according to the numbers. What, oh, the numbers. What propelled, what made this week so challenging was how difficult it was to hit the rather generous fairways at, at, at Muirfield Village. So they're pretty it's... wide, but the firmness of them was yeah. what stands out. So what happened was the fairway hit percentage was at 54%. The last four memorials... 70%, 72%, 63%, 68%. Wow, that's a big difference. So they were running out in a way they haven't been the last mm-hmm. four or five years. Interesting. So you'd think the wind would probably be that, but the numbers on individual rounds, rounds one and four mimic two and three. So that wind okay. really didn't impact that number. Now, the interesting thing, too, was last week it was actually challenging to hit them, too. That was 58%, so the second lowest. So just the conditioning, you know, they got it when it was not hadn't had a lot of rain, and yeah, yeah, dry uh, summer. Inter- that's good. So that's interesting. And the the penalty. So this is important for the the people. They'll still say, "Well, the thick, the thick rough, the thick rough." That was it. Yeah. Right. 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 The penalty. Well, that's just that's just an aesthetic thing. Yeah. Go ahead. So go the ahead. numbers, the penalty for finding the rough was the same similar in the range of the last four years so okay the associated penalty for finding the rough statistically was the same as it was so the thicker the rough really has no impact on on the pros it's a farce as you say yes that's well that's the thing it's just an aesthetics thing at this point. These these people want to see a difference between hitting it down a strain in the middle of the fairway and hitting one that's wild, and they want to see the guy having to hack and slam and and muscle it out of there. Uh, you know, Brandel, I'm sure, would be in that camp. But like, it, it, what we're seeing here with the numbers, apparently, right, is that like you know we heard about how it's carnage. Oh, they're getting their ass kicked this week, and it's the rough. It's, but it sounds like a, that wasn't the cause. It was the same as ever. A, that's not why it was so tough this week. Yeah, it was just about keeping the sprinklers to a minimum. You know, doing yeah. what you need to do to keep the grass alive for putting on it, and and presenting a. I think the big thing is <clears throat> presenting a playing surface, not presenting. Uh, a uh, grass that looks good yeah so chad bark the maintenance crew there great job yeah good and, and what that rough does it's just i don't know i mean the, the makes it worse for everyone else right i mean the where the people who struggle the most in that are the it gets it's an ass kicker for the amateurs more than anybody else the members and stuff like that so you want to talk Anyways. about dylan fratelli no, we talked about. We heard too much about him today. <laughs> why did, why did that become a storyline, a theme of Sunday at the Memorial? He's nowhere near the leaderboard, nowhere near in contention. He's playing on Sunday, I guess, late enough. He goes up to the confessional, and I guess that was just red meat for the product for the TV. 
and they make it. We got to watch his shots now. We got to get this drama build up. Is he going to meet Jack? Will he meet Jack? Who knows? And why? He's not like, he's not in contention. And he's just show the golf, show the golf that matters. And all of a sudden we have this big drama about Dylan Fratelli meeting Jack. It's like and he's then a the- Make-A-Wish kid. <laughs> Well, then there's the two little COVID boys inside with no mask. I guess they've both, because Jack comes out and says he had it and, and, uh, in March. And Dylan, of course, Fratelli tested positive. I just didn't know why it needed to be a thing, uh, become a theme on Sunday final round of Memorial because he talked about it, you know, on the confession cam. It was bugging me. It's- Show the golf. You know, they had Jack in there giving the design uh, commercial for four days, just talking oh, about like his, uh, talking like about all of his, uh, all of his grand plans for Mirfield and Nicholas Design, and. <laughs> well, I mean, it's his time; it's his week. But that was catnip. They had the the crews out there working in the front while they were playing the. That it was, was the catnip. most ridiculous thing in the world. Production crew, uh, TV went for it, Twitter went for it. It was every they just threw it right to him, and everybody went for it. Think, they, of, they, think they about really being need... on the maintenance crew, and yeah. you work, you you have like the, uh, having a tournament. If you're on maintenance crews, like the, you know, they're the longest days of your life, and they've had it for two straight weeks. There, they're like yep. ten at ten p.m. to, and then you're up the next day at three three a.m. Yep, just yep. crazy hours. You have it for two weeks, and for there's no reason they needed to be on the course making changes last night. It's like a nine month project. It'd be like, it's like okay, well, you can't make up those like eight hours one one hour a week for for eight weeks. Like this I didn't is get unnecessary. It. Why they need to be out there Sunday night? Well, it was night. a photo op. Yeah, it really was. And it worked. Everybody went for it. You know what's so. going to happen? Some Greens Committee chair was probably watching that. Look at those guys. They know what they're doing. They're going to hire Nicholas Design to do some something. But all in all, I, I don't mind Jack in the booth. I like having Jack Wait, in the booth. Wait, but does the course really need to be doing I mean, I, I don't. That's not my area of expertise. I won't claim it. It looked great. These last two weeks seemed to play well. It seems like, does it really need to be ripped up? I hate some of these clubs that just keep doing this. But I guess that's Jack. Tinker. Just imagine, I mean, imagine if you were a member of a course and you know it immediately debuts as one of the 20 best golf courses in the in the country what does it yeah. say about it if it's just constantly getting changed if yeah. it's like one of the 20 best courses allegedly yeah why does it need to be changed all the time and i think yeah. the majority of the changes will be centered around playability but my guess okay, is that he's got a lot of got a lot of good stuff there that he's probably just going to screw up to be honest, but it, I just it was it was bizarre because it was just such a great two week showcase for the place, and then they're out there tearing it up. So, um, what what did you want to hit on next with the I, with the this Jack, course? So what I saw some people hooting and hollering about Jack being in the booth too long. <laughs> hooting and hollering, yeah. You know what? Yeah. He's like the second or the greatest player of all time. Yeah, he can be in the booth for however however long he wants. That's. It's utterly ridiculous. Like the guy gives some insights. It's his course. It's his tournament, and he's like one of the greatest players of all time. And the reality is, you know, I hope he doesn't leave us anytime soon. But when he does, you're just gonna want him to be back in the booth. You're gonna yeah. wish you could have one more Jack in the booth. Like 
It's it's the most ridiculous thing to complain about. It's golf golf telecast, and it, it's like, you know, the guy is a living legend. I would never yeah. complain about Michael Jordan getting in a booth for an NBA game. I would never complain right. about it. Right. Maybe if it's every week, it's a problem. But it's his week, and there, like you said, there's that's what I always think about the Masters. Is so cool. It was getting. How often are those guys, maybe you hear from them, but how often are they in the same room, right? And it's like the one week a year where a lot of those guys, whether it was Palmer and Player and Nicholas, they have them walk around and do stuff and talk. And, you know, now we don't have Arnold anymore. It's just like, you know, without, it's, it's, yeah, like it's you said. It's not like when you can't talk golf either. He's When he's not there, you're going to want to, you know, you're going to wish you had him. This and, is not uh, bringing Bill Murray in. This is bringing Jack Nicholas in. That's a good point. There are times where I think he can be a little bit of a caricature and do the humble brag, but and and maybe not always add the insight that you want. But he gets some bad questions and he doesn't he doesn't indulge those. He doesn't take defense. It's like, eh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're asking me. Like he does, he gives you some. He doesn't give. He doesn't go with a bad question and 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 you know get you off the hook. There. He gives but more again, insight than Faldo brings. <laughs> I think he'd be a better better. I don't know. That. color guy than faldo to be completely honest but that's the whole theme of this week it's jack and he's when you've done what he's done he's allowed to be on tv he's allowed to i i think you know i saw someone i can't remember who tweet like jack is totally hands off the tour comes in and he's not allowed to like set up the course or offer input or insight and they take the full control i just don't think that's I think they still got to answer to Jack in a way, right? I think they still oh, yeah. got to answer to him, and that's probably why you saw them let it set it up in a way. How about people going nuts over the pin sheet today? Well, people are f- going crazy about the pins. I, I don't, don't understand how anybody ever goes off nuts about a pin sheet. Like <laughs> I could be it's playing a big a, morning I for could pin play, sheet. You could hand me a pin sheet of a course that I've played two hundred times, and I would look at it for about a second. And everybody's like analyzing a pin sheet for, for a course that 95% of them have never played. And they're like, oh, look at this pin. It's, it's just tucked. ridiculous. It's tucked. That, so, that's no, how I do... pins are always out there. They're always <laughs> tucked. I do think Jack, though, has a his thumb on the scale. They, I think the, the tour setup eventually do have to answer to him, whether he's over their so shoulder he, every minute or so not. So he has jo- his, his John Rahm on the scale. The thumb drive. Who was somebody? Somebody said someone looks like a toe recently. I was trying to do that compared to Rob with the thumb. Uh, all right, let's do let's do a quick ad read. Then we'll get dumping the cup awards. Talk about Bryson, uh, but let's do an ad read for Rio Mar shoes. All right, RioMarShoes.com. We have a promo code. It's SGS. It's fifteen percent off your whole order, not just one pair of shoes. Your whole order. You go nuts. You get like five pair. You get ten pair. If you're a saver, get 20. You know, you could have them for the next point. You never have to worry about them going out of style. And I think 15% off of that would be more than just one pair. If that's, I think that's how the math works. So you get a good chunk of change off. So realmarshoes.com. They were with us in the spring. They're back in the summer. Um, They've got what? Boat shoes, water, watermen, dock shoes, driver, you know, uh, drivers, chuckas. Uh, I was wearing my Rio Mars all weekend. I was, they are antimicrobial. They're waterproof leathers. Um, they don't stink. You've been wearing them a lot, right? Oh yeah. And they, they no stink. stink. I, was can, at, no I was at an event. I was, uh, I was playing. I actually played with a fellow Brendan. 
Oh, did you go, Brandon? I did one time. He he doesn't listen to the show though. It was sad. He didn't know what I was talking oh, about. So he probably thought you're some nut. Yeah. Some nut job. Shouted. It had no resonance with him. I was at this new club <laughs> so he doesn't event, listen. though. Okay. And uh one of our listeners came up to me and said, Hey man, you look like just you're just a sponsored band. And I'm like, What do you mean? He goes, Look at you. I had my real Mars on. I had a beach ratty shirt. <laughs> And it's just, you're like the Ricky the activated. You're the Ricky of the podcast, golf podcast world. Just walking around with brands. You're your sponsors. Got a lot of compliments about the Rio Mars, <laughs> though. People, that's a, those are good looking shoes. I wore them, but the versatility of them is the great thing because I wore that's... them. I wore them to Lake later that night. And just, I was just wearing a t-shirt and shorts, and people yeah. were like, "I love those shoes." They're an adaptable shoe. I think that's the best thing. Like you could pull them off in kind of a dressier setting, uh, you know, close to formal, nice dinner, or just off the golf course, or going to church, or whatever you got to do. Or, or, you know, I just put I slip them on and go for a walk around the block in the stroller, get out of the madness, get out of the house. So it's just a, it's adaptable, versatile, like you said. So RioMarsShoes.com is the URL. SGS gets you fifteen percent off your whole order again. Women's shoes too. So maybe get multiple pairs and get 15% off both. So, all right, realmarshoes.com. Let's get to who took a dump in the cup? I think Tony Finau. How many places did he drop? I mean, he was, he was in, he had a four shot lead on the back nine of Saturday. How is Rom only eighth? How is that possible? Because he doesn't, he's number one in the world. He's like, doesn't he top 10 in everything? Everything he plays? He's only eighth. What did Fina do? He, he, he booted it on the weekend. 70, 78 today. And uh, he's just bad. Uh, you know, just another time where he doesn't get it done. I mean, he's only, the PR curse is real. Oh, this is a strong two weeks for the PR curse between Hovland and, and Fina getting just knocked down from the top of the leaderboard at, at Muirfield. So. It's just crazy. Uh, because I just can't think of many guys like him where he's going to be a it's seemingly going to be. And this is he's probably been on the scene prominently for, what, three years now. And it looks like he's headed to like where he's going to yeah. be a perennial rider cupper. But he doesn't ever win. Oh, yeah. Like, who else is like that? I don't think anybody that I. I don't think so. I mean, you usually get on the team because you have a win. Even like, a, you know, a, a JJ, Henry. Yeah. He got on the team because he won. Um, or Zatch. Zatch. Like, I'm, th- you know, I'm trying to think about, like, who he could compare to that's, like, a regular on the Ryder Cup. I can't see him not being on these teams for the next five. You never want to project too long. Five, ten years, though. I, I don't he know. He is He's, 30. He's older. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Um, so I mean, is it going to just come together and the floodgates, of the horrible cliche, will open? I don't know. He feels like a Rick Mormon Rick. I have. Uh, I think he's more talented than Ricky. Big but Rick. I don't know. Big Rick. Jumbo Rick. Rick. <laughs> Jumbo Rick. Jumbo uh, Rick. I don't know if that's uh, Rick's one though. Ricky's one. Fino. Yeah, he doesn't. Fino hasn't even won a hero. So there's a similar age though. If he's thirty already, they're maybe the exact same age. I think Ricky turned thirty or thirty-one. So, um, dumping the cup, Tony Finau. I, it's disappointing. Yeah. I don't want to be mean. He seems like a great guy, good human being, but he doesn't win. 
Cantley kind of was dumpy on the cup, the cup too. Defending champ. 79 Patrick today. Cantlay. I think I saw a stinky, a stinky 79. Sh- Shoffley like was on the uh, He finished 13th. Yeah, made it on that number and then like shot up over the weekend. He shot I was he shot 70 early this morning just so when he finished his round, he shot two under. Same thing as Carl Pedersen. Only oh. How about the pancake? Beat Tiger, Phil, several others. This, he's on the comeback trail. Yeah, we haven't even talked about Tiger. Um, oh, we probably should. Sure. But uh, the uh, the Shoffley, Shoffley went from 25th to 13th when he was okay. in the clubhouse. Kind of nuts. Uh, Up 12 just spots just from just gotcha. while everybody was out on the course getting beat up. You want to talk Tiger for a second? Yeah, what'd you think of Phil real quick? Oh, Laying up on the par three, putting around it, and saying, you know, it's everyone's another catnip moment. Oh, Phil being Phil. This is Phil. So Phil, you know, uh, only Phil. Everybody has the tweet for that. He's just a clown. <clears throat> and, but he, and they're like, is this a statement? Is he pissed off? And he came in and claimed not. You know, the How about when he put genius. his coffee down strategically with the label photo? <laughs> Pacing out to the camera. Did you just go? He's just a clown. Yeah, he's a clown. <laughs> I love how you just slipped that in. I mean, I can't wait for the day when he has an event because <clears throat> he's a, of a stature enough where he probably hosts his own event. Maybe at a course he designs. He's dipping his toes in the design game, right? Nicholson a little... National <laughs> up in Canada. Is that really what they're calling it? Yeah. It's some course he built for MBS or some, you know, Saudi prince. You know, and when he's hosting his events, it'll be just a complete circus. It'll be just crazy. Whatever, you know, there'll be guys laying up on par threes all the time. They'll be putting from whatever it was, 60 yards off the green. Who knows what's going to happen when he's hosting his own event? I think he'll He'll put him through the rainer. He'll have coffee activations on certain holes. While we're talking about coffee, buy our Bixby coffee. (laughs) I think we get mugs in this week. So if you're a subscriber, you get entered into that contest. But anyways, uh, speaking of activations... Uh, yeah, we got the mugs coming in there, the the jumbo mugs, which we will be listing mugs. as the Ozaki mug because they're big jumbo. Oh. Um, um, <laughs> the uh, but yeah, he's a clown. He he's, I, his. Do you think his event will be a PGA Tour sanctioned event? No, no, it'll be at some you know, I don't know. It'll be at the King Abdullah Economic City or something. I don't know where it'll be. I but, can see it being in Vegas. I mean, if you think Jack's putting these guys through the rain, or Phil's is going to be a complete circus whenever he gets an event. So, so Tiger, uh, let's talk Tiger. Tiger, first tournament back. What do you think? I mean, he's up and down. So I like he had a health issue on Friday. He was stiff on Friday. You know, it was, uh, I don't have strong feelings. I don't care. We, I, I, I do care. But, like, what he does at the memorial is not going to, like, make me think one way or another. I don't know. Right? It would probably be better to see him see him be a little bit more consistent through the bag, but, and, and you know, the health thing, this is just who he is right now. He's not necessarily hurt. He's not necessarily injured. Um, he's just old and not always activated every day. So, yeah, I think this is just the way, this is the phase of his career. Some days are going to be good days. Some weeks are going to be good days. Other days are going to be bad days. And I mean, look at the President's Cup. He sat one day out. He was playing the best golf oh, that's of anybody right. on the team. His body didn't feel right, so he sat out. And this, it sounds like he just needed to sit out on, on Friday. 
<laughs> it's harder to do for a 72 hole stroke play event um there's a much do you do you have anything we i mean people want us to talk tiger i guess i don't i don't have much do you have anything else they talk about his schedule where's he gonna play next what's he gonna do he says soon he's being coy as he should be i don't see why he would need to do wgc in attack um, I guess he could do it before the PGA, but I just I would just show up, put privacy, get it going down the Olentangy River, get it back into the waterways, and get it around the Panama Canal and up to San Francisco. So I was thinking or about Suez this. Corral, Suez Canal. I don't know where you go through. I was thinking I had a theory working on Friday that got all screwed oh, up. This sounds good. A theory, yeah. I was thinking that maybe Jason Scrivener. Is actually the captain of privacy because it looked like Tiger was going to miss the cut and Scrivener just bombed out the, at the end of the day and went from inside the cut line outside. I was like, oh, he's captain. He's got a captain oh privacy God. out of there. Your mind is an amazing place. I can't believe you were working that theory as you saw Scrivener bomb out of the. That's great. That's good. That's good. I, anything else on Tiger? Should he play Memphis? There's the, will he play Memphis? Do you care if he plays Memphis? I don't care. I hope he doesn't. <laughs> There's no need, right? I I mean, I hope he plays. I just don't care if he plays Memphis. I want him you to know. play the. I want him to be prepared to play the best he can play in the PGA, so he could get another major championship. It would be cool if he got to 16 and was barren down. I just, you know what came hot and heavy right out of the gates on Thursday or Wednesday or all week? I forgot to mention. The chase for 83. Oh, God. Shit. The graphics. It was just like you'd think they were maybe a you little rusty. Or, you don't get oh 82. You can't have a huge chase for 82. And he gets there and you can't turn around and have a giant chase for 83. It doesn't work that way. It does. You have to pick one or the other. You shouldn't have made a big deal of 82. If, if you wanted to have the chase for 83. I always thought the chase for 82 didn't make any sense because he's tying the record. You want to celebrate when he breaks it. I just thought maybe the chase for 83 graphics guy was a little rusty with the five months left, but no, he came out just chucking up, you know, chucking up threes right away. It was everywhere, all over the place. I just thought that we were beyond that and done with it. So maybe that's why he plays Memphis. That's what he could get out of Memphis, the chase for 83. But there's no reason for him to play again. Anything else? Um, Go ahead. I'm buying a little bit of Spieth stock. Good iron week. Tough conditions. Good iron week. We'll see if he can string it together more than one. But he had a good iron week. It's finally a ball. He didn't putt well, and he, he finished 13th. He, and he put it bad. This is the kind of thing that I'm looking. Nobody's talking about speed. This is this is the kind of. Performance. What do you mean? Everybody talks about speed. Nobody's oh, today, about this speed time, this week, this time. Yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. It was his tee to green numbers are all in the positive. So yeah, that's good. That's, the this putting. is the type of stuff we need to see. So, okay. this it might be a time to buy on Speeth Island. God, can you imagine if Spieth we, we got like pretty good speed back with the thick boy doing his stuff and tiger still around and phil being a, a what'd you call him a clown it would be just add to what what's been a pretty good run here for maybe golf. it should be called speed summit why the housing market speed island 
I don't know. Oh, I don't want to okay. use island for all of them. I'm trying to I know. Think. I know. It becomes, gets tired. Uh, anything else from Memorial that jumps out to you that we need to dump in the cups? Fino, Tiger. Nothing else just, for me. Oh, we got to talk Bryson. We got to talk Thick Boy. Fence Gate, OB Gate, you know, whatever you want to call it. So this happened Friday. I was out on the golf course. I'm getting texts. I'm getting alerts. I was like, I don't want to know. Let me know what's, you know, I, I end up watching the replay Friday night. I just couldn't, I was like, Bryson, I don't believe it. I couldn't believe what, what I was watching. So he hit how many OB? Two, Two OB. One close, way over there again, just dropping, go again, again, again. And um, makes a quintuple bogey 10 on the par five. That's 15, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Misses bombs. The cut. Was on the right side of the cut line. Quickly was on the wrong side of the cut line. Is sort of a just a a, a mess. It was kind of do- tin cup esque over. Yeah, because he, he kept hitting the same shot. It was a ridiculous shot. He's trying to hit like a hard hook three wood out of the rough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the ball is like on the uh, against the fence post. It's out of bounds. I don't know if this is just because I caddied or what. Like I just know that when the ball's against like the stake or all the weird like how did he, he know he's talking about hopping the fence and trying to hit it through the fence like the ball was out ob it was against the post on the wrong side across the line and ob and he goes i don't believe it i want another opinion his language and attitude and approach you know these guys these pampered f's what did what, what did can't like call them yeah. these guys are all pampered, pampered fucks. Fucks. you know you got to you got Reed at Bay Hill saying, I want a third opinion. I'm entitled to that. You got you got Kucher here last year, this very event. Yeah, you he know, said he, something he, along the lines like, I'm all, I always, another shitty ruling. Yeah, yeah, he goes, they give me a bad ruling like usual. They're always trying to F me or something like that. It, it, like they're out, like these officials are out to get them. I, I thought, you know, look, I think... You know, NBA refs, NFL refs, they're getting a certain level of discretion and it's subjective to penalize if a guy's being an asshole, right? You get yeah. a technical foul. I mean, they can take abuse and if you cross a line, it's subjective to be clear, you get a T or, you know, a, a, a NFL ref can throw the flag if 15, the coach goes too hard on sportsman. I think they should be given some power. You can't be, I don't know that he went... You know, he didn't upbraid him, no, but it was unbecoming. It was bullshit. It was, and it was a very basic, like black and white thing. It wasn't up he just for wasted, interpretation. He wasted a ton of people's time. That's the <laughs> other thing. The group behind Providing. him had to wait the whole time. The other thing is when he went through this whole thing the last time he played with Detroit and hurting my brand and saying I'm a good uh, guy, and he kept talking yeah. about I'm a good guy. Guess what? Actions speak louder than words, and you shouldn't treat people, especially people that are out there making golf possible for you to make millions like these rules officials who, you know, like they're out there, they're taking risks, they're away from their family. I'm sure that they're like, it's not like the easiest time for them. And And they're not out there to get Bryce. Yeah. And you're just treating them like shit. And it's just, it's, it's just so ridiculous that... And, you know, I understand. Like a couple of years he's, ago, I got really hot. hot in a tournament because yeah. I had a, a ball that is a stupid hole on this golf course, and I had a ball that I lost. I, I think it went in the water, but we didn't see it go in the water. 
which means mm-hmm. I had to go back to the T because we couldn't mm-hmm. say without a reasonable doubt it wasn't yeah. loss. And I yeah. and I kind of was getting frustrated. And I think the rules official felt like I was frustrated with him. And we were we yeah. were right. He gave me a ride back, and I'm like, listen. I'm not frustrated with you at all. I'm frustrated at the hole. It's just a stupid hole, yeah, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm and we were talking and I, and then we just started talking about how dumb of a golf course it was. And <laughs> we got along, but like Bryson, I understand you can I can sympathize with like how frustrated he is. But the fact is, you can't treat people that way. You can't say, I don't believe it. You can ask for a second opinion, like a normal human being. But you can say, I don't believe you. I, the guy's job, he knows what the simple out-of-bounds rule and where the ball, you know, ball's yeah. against the fence That's post. That's what his job is. It's and one was Ken Tackett. I forget the order of who came. And then the next one, he doesn't like even acknowledge him once he gets shot down. He picks up his ball and storms off like a child and doesn't even say thank you, doesn't say anything. Just blows the guy off both guys he was a dick to and i i just think it's like such a bad look man you, you want the cameras out there like I, you start acting like a, a empathetic human being a little bit he talks about how he's all about human progress and wanting to lift people up and move the human race forward he's not doing it with a lot of his actions well exactly show people how to, to be a nice respectful person to people when things aren't going your way He's, hey, did he chug, chug a protein shake down there? He was getting low, getting moody. Might have been. What did you think about the tapping down? So you, you, we talked about this with Rom. You were okay with him looking for the drop. Oh, that was a separate, separate thing. Wait, what was that? What the when he was dropping? I thought we just lost the file again. Holy shit! Um, when he was dropping. When he was hitting, you were talking about him patting the grass down. You talked yeah. about that. You didn't have as much an issue with no, that part. I, it was well, just the ruler, think, the ruling official. I think so. Your ball's not in play. Obviously, he's he wasn't like making a lie. Like it's not like a scramble where you see some guy banging on the grass to make like a tee to hit it yeah. off of. I I legitimately think he was just trying to see where the thinner spots were of rough. You know, yep. and he was walking yep. around like he was figuring out where to drop. The ball wasn't yeah. in play. Yeah. Yep. I don't I, I don't have a problem with that. It's just yeah. people are trying to create controversy where sometimes there aren't controversy. And believe me, I'm the biggest fan of controversy. I love having <laughs> stuff to yell about. But well, just one more, you know, kind of the bow on you know unbecoming talking to the officials the 10 he's counting up he's meltdown full-on meltdown and then the next hole his caddy runs up and tries to you know block the camera like it's it's you know paparazzi trying to get pictures of his wedding you know he's playing golf in the middle of his job making millions of dollars and now the 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 caddy like clearly sprints like gets you know forced march to uh get in front of the camera and like bumps him with the back if i'm a media partner i'm on jay's ass we're paying you billion dollars to do this like get get your guys under control get this caddy out of here if you want the this is the product this is the entertainment bryson's providing it he's got to deal with the cameras this just goes back to the same detroit thing it's outrageous that kind of behavior so it's kind of unbelievable that the last two weeks he's had such problems you know yeah and then he stormed off right he yeah. didn't talk to the media, no media. which you know, 
I'll give him somewhat of a pass. Tiger always does. Tiger always does. Bryson's not Tiger, but you know he gets the benefits of a lot of media coverage. Sometimes you got to stand up there and answer a few questions. I, I, I'd, I'm like kind of okay with it. He's not in contention. He missed the cut. Like I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. Tiger wouldn't do it. Tiger would talk, but um, I, I think you know if you're going to get all the benefits of a lot of media coverage, you probably got to also go when you don't necessarily always want to go. So that's it. Anything else on Bryson? Fence Nothing gate? else. Uh, anything else at all in general? Yeah, I got I got a couple things. Okay. Be remiss if I didn't congratulate Sonny Kim on his 70th minor league golf tour win. Last I week. saw that. Sonny Abacoa. It he, wasn't at Abacoa though, right? No. But he beat, okay. the, he beat Lexi Thompson. Lexi Thompson oh, he, collected a, a prize check. I think she finished fifth or sixth of $200. Can you imagine? She's like a top five player in the world of women, uh, women's game. And she yep. picks up a $200 check for a one day. <laughs> Loses to Sonny Abacoa. 70th win. That's good. Congrats all to Sonny Abacoa. Patton is all-time uh, money list. Oh lead in uh, the minor league tour <laughs> uh, also this was after this was after the uh the tie due to covid restrictions right oh yeah where they didn't even couldn't even do the playoffs so he's on a hot streak he there. is he he's gone on some insane terrors when you look at like what he's done over 15 or 20 events uh monty monty down 40 pounds good for monty i saw a picture of him and i thought he looked trim Good for Monty. You think he's cutting down on Mountain Dew? I was, I was thinking the Seven Eleven trips are no more now that he's been off <laughs> That's the road. True. <laughs> That's a good point. No cheese good puffs point. and Mountain Dew. <laughs> good for Monty. That's I'm, all I'm, I got. I'm, I'm on a good, good. I'm on you a similar anything? fitness journey. No, no. Just we talked about Jack saying he had the COVID. There, I didn't have a lot of news other than that. Oh, Grayson um, Murray tested positive. Oh, he did. Mm-hmm. He just I got announced. Just got announced. Did he WD somewhere? Um, I thought he WD. Was that last week? Yeah, he WD a couple weeks ago. Okay. All right. Good Monday episode. Uh, we did justice to the Bryson thing, right? Yeah, I think we we covered it. There's... He's got to ship shape up, but I it's mean, great for content. It's just it's great more for of the same from the guy. He's yeah. He is as much. He says he's a great guy and, you know. Human progress. But doesn't act like it. He might not rise to the gentleman standard, even for Slugger. Slugger might not even be able to call him a gentleman on that one when taking that rolling. So, all right. Everyone enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back with you on Wednesday.